liquor tastes sweeter in this town Could it be it's the same as the last? I swear I've seen your face elsewhere before Just as familiar as a bottle and a glass Hey darling, sleeping on the black top Hey darling, running through the trees, honey Hey darling, leaving for the next town Alright guys, welcome back to episode 6 of the Back 40 Skull Session podcast. I am Shane Four. I'm here with Christian Garner. Yes sir. What's up buddy? What are you into? And we are the only ones in the studio tonight. We are coming at you from the Mountaineer Outfitter studio. And we have had an interesting week and yep. are going to have a really interesting weekend. We've got a lot to oh, talk about yes. today. Um, that's so, our whole life. That's why we've done this podcast. Well, that's exactly right. If we we could make a movie of the stuff that happens in our life, I believe. I don't know about all that. I wouldn't go that far with I, it, but I, it's been oh, fun. Yeah, we. It's been could. a lot of fun. I've, you've heard the stories I've had in Charlotte. That's the stuff that's happened. That's true. There's a lot. That's true. <laughs> so, why don't you fill everybody in on what's going on with you right now? My life is crazy, like it is always. Um, Got to drink some hot rowdy. Keep me going. It's only 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, where do we start? Well, 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 well blah, blah, blah. this you, is off to a good start. It's all right. Uh, like we mentioned in the last podcast, finally getting moved up here. Yep. Uh, which is going to be a huge help to the holler hunter side of things. Absolutely. It's uh, going to make everything a lot, yeah. a lot easier podcast-wise. Videoing, editing, everything is going to be it's, way easier. Yes. Once I get internet, that's the biggest downfall with moving back to the mountains. Yeah. We don't have anything. I literally had to drive 10 miles away from my mom's house to have enough service to make a Facebook post for yeah. our social media or whatever. Well, I it's had fairly decent internet until we were getting ready for Parker's birthday party. Oh, yeah. Didn't you run it over with the I mower? I sucked it up in a lawnmower. <laughs> Cut a piece of Cat Five cable <laughs> clean into so, I have, yeah. I've got to get internet like quick. So we have a S and B Cup Series stuff I got to do on I racing. Yeah, you've got. Oh, a, that's like tomorrow's practice. Yeah, you've got an I race Wednesday night, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I do. And then we're leaving at four a.m. Let's not get into that yeah, yet. Yeah, we'll get into that. But yeah, moving up here, that's been crazy. Finally, yeah. had to not move by ourselves, but basically move by ourselves. Had some. I mean, yeah, y'all didn't have a lot of help at all. Yeah, have my buddy. Help. Yeah, my buddy Jackson come and help get the big stuff, and that was a help. But, but otherwise, it was is us, and it was tough. Just yeah. two of us moving. Whenever you hear a one bedroom apartment, you know, moving, it ain't, you wouldn't think there's a lot there. Yeah. Until you start packing a U-Haul, <laughs> and then two days later, you're still packing, still packing, still packing, still packing, still packing. It is rough. Anyways, and then the U-Haul ends up being two feet shorter than what it was supposed to be. Yeah, that was another. There was just one issue after another. But again, that's my whole life, literally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's always something. I'm starting something. to see that. Yeah, it, it never fails. It, like about two and a half years ago, wrench got thrown in plans. That monkey throwing that wrench decided, hey, this is fun. And he <laughs> just keeps doing it. He ain't he ain't quit yet. But anyways, um, yeah, getting moved up here. Got everything unloaded. Ain't got to move in yet. There's still some, there, the place we're moving into is being remodeled. So it's kind of a process, but well, we're up here. You're that's up here and part. you're able to crash with family right now. And that's, yes. you're lucky to have that. I mean, yeah. that helps a lot. Yeah, that, that helps a big time. And then the other side of that got me a new job. 
Oh really? Who yeah. you working for now? You'll never guess. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of interesting that you asked that. Yeah. I'm working for this company called Mountaineer Outfitters. Mountaineer Equipment and Outfitters, technically. Yep. It's pretty pretty neat. So how's that going? <laughs> well, as of today being my first day, it's pretty good. <laughs> if today's any indication of how the rest of it's going. Uh, we also had a another interesting thing happen today. We have a new addition to Mountaineer Outfitters. Yes. We have a new mascot. Yes. What um, are we going to name it? I don't know yet. We need to do a like a subscriber submission thing oh, yeah. to we name could, the bear. We could bear. probably go on our social media and be like, hey, this is our mascot. What are we going to name him? We need well, I guess to we do, need to get into that now. <laughs> we can do that tomorrow. Yeah. All right, guys. This podcast should be releasing tomorrow, and we are going to go- Wednesday. No, yeah. Day after tomorrow. We'll yeah. do it on Wednesday. Yeah, this will be releasing Wednesday, June the 23rd. Third. Yep. You'll be heard. And we're going to be heard, heard. on the 23rd. <laughs> you can be seen now. You're going to be heard. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Inside Look, joke. Yeah, so, it was so, from a friend's podcast. You need yes. to check it out, too. It's hilarious. What's the name of it, just since you've already that far? I've done had a brain fart oh, and no. forgot. Um, it's... Um, shoot it's about fly barely fishing. live barely live barely live yeah go listen to those guys it's pretty it's funny it's There's, buddies of mine down yeah. in charleston well one of them's a friend of mine the rest of them i don't know those guys but they're hilarious yeah they're they're funny to i think to. we'd get along i think we would <laughs> they would maybe fit have to in do like a like a, a crossover m- podcast yeah, yeah yeah anyways but anyway but anyways back to what we were talking about before the it's my first day at mountaineer outfitters and what do we go do hey let's not work let's go pick up something cool yeah <laughs> So I'll go back and I get our one of our mechanics, Brian. And I'm like, Brian, can you come help me do a pickup? And I'm all the time asking him to help me do so many random things. And he's like, he's always just sure. He's always just happy to help. And so I was like, uh, can we go get, can you come help me pick this up? It's going to be a bear. And he's thinking it's going to be like a bear of a task. Yeah, a bear of a job. Um, no, it's a 10 foot tall. Kodiak. Uh, no, not a Kodiak. Or yeah, yeah, it is Kodiak, Kodiak Grizzly. Yeah. Kodiak Brown Bear. Everybody's saying Kodiak Grizzly? Kodiak what? Brown Bear, sorry. Whatever. But it's a full-body mount bear. And it really is cool. now available to be seen at Mountaineer Outfitters. Yeah, stood up on back two legs. We had a lady that lives up the road that was gracious enough. Her husband killed it back. Years Lord, ago. Lord, probably 40 years ago or better, or, maybe 50. It's probably 50 because I think he said, your dad was saying he's like in his 30s then. Yeah. And, and he, if he, now he would be like roughly in his 80s. Ish, 70s. So, so yeah. Uh, yeah, looking at nearly 50 years. But before. Miss Nancy was nice enough to donate this bear to the store and she just wanted it to be where everybody could see it and Enjoy it could it. be appreciated because it's been sitting in her house in a corner for years and Clyde passed away, unfortunately, and... She just wants everybody to be able to enjoy his bear. So yeah, we now have. It'll definitely be enjoyed. Yeah, it's funny you say that because uh, it's just another off topic. It again, that's what the podcast is for. Uh, Mom had come in here to pick me up because my yeah. truck's telling Morrisville. Yeah, so she stopped in real quick for whenever she picked me up. <clears throat> she come in here and she's talking about the youngins would love to see it, mm-hmm. but they were rowdy. She didn't bring them in. We got up the road and this just a side note: Avery County. North Carolina is a tourist town. There's a lot of uh, housing developments, like big-time housing developments. Most of the time, they have something to do with a bear. There's one up the road. It's got, like, a bear statue. Yeah. We drove by it, and my little brother, Asa, he's three years old now. Yeah. It's a bear, it's a bear, it's a bear. And then Mom told him about the bear in here, <laughs> and that's all they want to do now is come see this bear. Come see the bear. Yeah, so that's going to be interesting. Well, Kids are going to love it. We brought that bear in this morning. 
the first five customers, I didn't say a word about it. This is a 10-foot-tall bear sitting four feet to the right of the checkout register. The first five customers that come in this morning did not see the bear. Never even noticed it. Never noticed it. And I finally looked at one of them, who's a regular, and I said, what do you think of our new mascot? And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, right there. And he turned around and he's like, oh my God, it's a bear. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know how you possibly miss it. I mean, it's sitting in the wide open. I guess that's the best way to hide a bear is right in the middle of plain sight. Hide it in plain sight. But it tickled me seeing people's reaction and stuff. Yeah, that was funny. It was was good to see people react to it. Us, because we're us, when we go to get the bear, there's... She lives across the Blue Ridge Parkway up on top of a mountain. <laughs> so we loaded up on an open trailer and we just lay him down on his back. He's standing there with his, he's laying there with his paws sticking up yeah. in the air, mouth wide open. We come down the hill and instead of crossing over and hitting the state highway, let's take him up the parkway. Yeah. <laughs> let's do the scenic tour That's back to the idea. house. Yeah. It's not but four miles, and in our defense, that is the smoothest section of road, and I was just worried. I was more concerned about protecting the yeah. mount than anything. Right. I did not want to yeah, tear up that. Yeah, 50-year-old mount. Yeah, I, I don't want to be the one it. responsible for tearing this bear up. But Yeah. So I'm sitting there like, Jesus, take the wheel the whole time, praying <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that we don't pass a park ranger on the yeah. way up. up that would have been... I honestly almost wish it happened just to see what happened. I don't. I can tell you what, what would happen. We would got a free trip to Asheville and a lot of explaining to do. First of all, where in the crap did you guys find a freaking Kodiak bear in right. the mountains of North Carolina? And, and of course, Dad, being awesome. Dad, somebody said, where did that come from? He said, I down below Morganton. Hickory. He said, or yeah. down below Hickory. Yeah, down there Hickory. <laughs> That's about right. But God, it's... No, it's... So that's it's not a, a crazy week. That's not a bad way to start out your first day. Yeah, first day. I mean, it's literally well. within the first hour yeah, of your first day working here. Yep. We go and haul a, a bear in. Yeah. Can't beat it. And, of course, I had to walk up to Brian and say, you skin grit is pilgrim. <laughs> that was <laughs> the first thing I said to him. <laughs> and oh, then funny. Juan had a little off-color comment about the, the bear <laughs> as soon as we pulled him in. <laughs> <laughs> we're not gonna go into yeah, that we'll just, here we'll yeah, leave that we'll, we'll leave that for people to decide for themselves what he might have said when they come see the bear in person yeah but anyways but so that was that was what we got into yeah, today that was today's stuff what's going on in your life i don't think i have it is there anything else going on in my life other than it just being a wreck other than it time. being a train wreck <laughs> 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 nah just business as usual trying to keep keep everything afloat here Living life to the fullest. That's right. Getting ready for what's to come. And we're going to go over that here in a little bit. Yes. So excited. So excited. Yep. But we're happy to have you back up here. I'm so excited. I'm, to I'm happy here. to have you back up here. I'm you sure. No idea. I'm, I don't know. I'm excited. It's going to so be a good year this year. I think. I think, I think we're going to so have too. a lot of fun. I think everybody on the team is going to be tired of seeing me because I'm going to be aggravating everybody like hey where's footage hey can yeah. we footage hey can i get this footage hey can we record this hey can we record and that? i think it'll be a miracle if dad don't kill us both because now that you're working here as the parts guy yeah i mean you were going to talk about, oh well yeah that's the other thing <laughs> today is is his first day it's monday yep. the 21st we're leaving at 4 a.m on thursday morning to go to texas yes so we'll get into that and yeah we'll get into that in a little bit but so first week it's hey i'm here to work 
till yeah. Thursday, See you and then whenever I was technically supposed to be here a week ago. Well, <laughs> well, I would expect nothing less from you to th- than to be late, though. Yeah, I mean, if anybody don't know, if you haven't picked up in the episode yet, I'm the procrastinator, always late. It never fails. I'm that guy. Every time. I hate being late. I hate being late more than just about anything. The only thing I hate more than being late is throwing up. I'd rather be shot than have to throw up. Next in line is being late. Anyways, that's how it is. So Sometimes it in, happens. In my late fashion, here I am. Oh, week yeah, we're late. moving up here. Oh, wait. Let's wait. Let, I have to wait a week. Now I'm up here. Kind of. I'm here. You're here. That's the important part. Yep. I don't know what he's going to do when deer season comes in and we're like... Hey, we got to go to South Carolina to film an episode for the Holler Hunters. And yeah, your dad's going to freak out. He's going to kill us. But yeah, it'll be all right. We'll cross that bridge when we yeah. get there. It'll it's be always better to ask for forgiveness. That's than right. Permission. He listens to this <laughs> podcast, too. So Yeah, now we're both really dead. <laughs> yeah, this is premeditated now that we mentioned yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, that's going to do it for our first segment. Uh, yeah, we're going to go to break. Yep. Well, that's what we're good for. This that's is pretty it. much what this podcast is going to be is a, yeah, so a bunch of bullshit. Lines. Some good but information to come. Really good information to come. Yeah, we'll see about that. Mostly good information. I mean, yeah, we'll see about all that. Yeah. But You'll we're going to go yourself. to break, and we'll be back shortly with the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast. This segment of the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast is brought to you by Bone Collector Game Calls, the official game calls of the Appalachian Holler Hunters. Whether it's locator calls, turkey calls, or deer calls, you can find all your calls at bonecollector.com. Proudly made in the USA. Man, I was going down the road. Did you see all them turkeys down there at Farmer Johnson's place? Nah, man, I didn't see them. Man, there was at least 20 or 30 of them out there strutting around this morning. Really? Yeah. Well, that's awesome. We need to get on them. Well, that's right, we do. But the thing is, he won't let nobody hunt that place there. Man, that ain't no problem. We can get on the Onyx Hunt app. We can find who owns the properties around them, get permission to go hunt them, and get after them. Really? If I'd have known that, I'd have been on birds all over the county last year. Yeah, man, you can mark waypoints, you can see topo maps, and you can see neighboring parcels, so you can hunt all around him. So if you got that stubborn landowner that won't let you on it, find out who owns the property beside him and go hunt. Well, if that's the case, I'm going to download that thing right now. Download it, man, and get started. This segment of the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast is brought to you by Realtree, the official camo pattern of the Appalachian Holler Hunters. Be sure and check out Realtree's newest pattern, Realtree Timber, to stay concealed all season long. We are live. All right, guys. Welcome back to the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast. And so, like we said, we had an interesting weekend this weekend. Um, or week. Or week. Yeah, but this weekend was hectic, it being Father's yeah. Day weekend and everything. And Father's Day weekend always marks a big event here at Mountaineer Equipment Outfitters. Um, we have a group that is here local in the county. They are called the High Country Sportsman's Coalition. It is made up of a group of men and women around the county, and they basically come together with the same common goal and the same mindset of their love of hunting and being in the outdoors. And their goal is to do anything they can to promote the hunting sports and fishing and get kids involved get youth involved and so this weekend was the kids fishing day the annual kids fishing day it was the 24th one uh we missed last year because of covid and that's the first one that they've missed in a long time but it was back this year and it come back with a vengeance this year it was awesome 
Um, this year was in honor of a couple members that passed away last year. Uh, Stan Daniels, <clears throat> excuse me, and Earl Daniels, a couple of stand-up guys there, fantastic men. I've known them since I was a small yeah. child. Um, where I've been involved with this whole deal, I'm not currently yet a member of the High Country Sportsman's Coalition, who is looking for members right now. Yes. So anybody in the western part of the state that would be interested in joining this group, they are currently looking for members to help put on yep. events like this. And it's a good group of guys, and it goes for a good cause. Everything yes. is for a good cause. I mean, and it's just to help get kids involved right. in the outdoors. Get, it's to protect what we have. It's protect exactly our right. I mean, it's what it's all about. Well, I mean, it's like they said. The members in the group are starting to age out. Right. They need youth. Yep. They need younger people. They need people like us. Yep. Uh, people like yep. Mitch and Matthew and that's the guys thing. And that's not, in it's our group. It's not only, and, not to interrupt you, it's not only just them. It's hunting in general. If, it, that's where I was going with it. Yes. It relates directly to hunting. Yes. If you don't get the youth coming up, that's the future of the sport. Right. And I was listening to a podcast today with Michael Waddell and Ted Nugent. And Uncle Ted was talking about that. That is the future. Yep. And if we don't get them involved now, in 30 years, right. it's going to be gone. There's not going to be a hunting and fishing sports industry to right. have anymore. That's what, I'm ta- that's what I say. Like, there's very few things in life that, what's the word I'm looking for, that gives me the excitement in life that hunting does. Yeah. Like, I've covered these NASCAR races stuff and these motorsports events, like, you get beside a wall, you have a race car come by at 200 mile an hour, and you're trying to get a picture of it. That's a rush. Absolutely. I That's, mean, it's insane. Yeah. But I promise you there is not a rush bigger than what I had when I shot Tech yep. in South Carolina last year, that year. There is not a rush like it. I don't care what there is. No, there's no drug that can give you that kind of There high. is nothing. There's nothing. Like that. And I want everybody from my generation on to be able to witness that. Well, and... Our children. Right. I want Parker. I want it to be available right. for her, for Bentley. I mean, he's already just in it to win it. Yeah. I want it to be available for right. my cousin's kids, for Joey's kids, for all the guys' right. kids to come. And, and then for their children and their children's children. I want it to be available. This right. is something that the country, our country was built on. Right. I mean, and that was why they wrote into the Constitution right to keep and bear arms was to protect your family and your rights. Exactly right. And the right to have a militia is to protect against tyrannical government who is honestly coming after our rights right now. Yep. I know I said I wouldn't get into this yet, and I'm going to yes. stop. No, you're good. But I'm telling you, it's it's stewing up inside of me. I don't blame you. It's, it's, I'm right there with you. I, but I'm right there with you. Anyway, away from the politics <laughs> for now. It, it's coming. I'm just warning you it's coming. <laughs> it's coming, and it's going to come hard. This group is doing just that they're helping get kids back into the outdoors so like we said this past saturday the day before father's day was the 24th annual fishing kids fishing day 307 registered kids fishing out 307 lives touched in some way absolutely they all had a good time i didn't see not one kid here not have a good time and Mm -hmm. might i add i walked this pond eight times end to end allegedly go watch the footage i got footage to prove it i walked it eight times and 
not once did I see an upset kid. No, they Even were. Even whenever, like, up in the middle of the day, fishing kind of slows down, you know. And it got hot. It did get hot, and it's windy. Yeah. Hot and windy, so it kind of made for not rough fishing conditions but slower and even whenever it was slow the kids were still having a great time yeah. i mean being able to spend time with their family just well and learning. not only is there fishing here they have an archery shoot and yep. a air, air rifle. rifle shoot yep. don't call it a bb gun it's an air rifle right greg <laughs> he, he corrected that pretty quick it's oh, yeah. not a bb gun shoot it is an air rifle competition right. which was actually really interesting to watch here's some of these kids that can shoot i mean they ridiculous yeah oh yeah They'd yeah. put you and me both to shame, probably. There's some of them. There's really some of them shoot. that can shoot. The kid that won it, he shot dang near a perfect score. It yeah. was high. Yeah. It was out of 50 points, and I think he shot like a 49 or 48. Or 48. Yeah, he was up there. It was impressive. Yeah. And but, the archery, the one got an archer, I think his was a perfect score, I think. Yeah. Or not, it was real close to. But, but uh, there's all kinds of stuff to do when you come to this. I mean, yeah, and it's a lot of fun. They feed you. Or they feed the kids for free yeah. and don't play the things like five bucks. I well, think, and all the proceeds from the food and right. stuff goes for next year's right. kids fishing day. Everything that is paid in because they do gun raffles and they do yeah cooler raffles and fifty fifty all that thing. Everything goes back in for next year. Right. It's just they want to make it bigger and better every year. Right. They put in a thousand pounds of trout this year, which they had some that were up to five and six pounds. And yeah. maybe one bigger than that. We we saw one. saw one that we were out messing around the edge of the pond, I getting cleaned up and getting ready to go for somebody to catch that. And Christian saw a fish, and he started screaming. No, 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 at no, me. no, 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 no. I didn't see a fish. I saw a monster. Okay, Christian I saw, saw a, a whale. <laughs> I think it breached <laughs> yes. and blew out its blowhole, but it basically did. Yeah, he saw a fish that was between thirty and thirty-six inches long, and I didn't believe him. I thought he was full of crap. I mean. In my defense, he is kind of full of crap most of the yes, time. I agree. But he I started agree. screaming at me like a little girl. And so I come over there, and sure enough, there was a giant. And I've he was only, chasing fish that were a foot yeah. long trying to eat them. In my and, defense, I've only seen a fish that big, like a trout that big, once in my life. Is my, that my papa caught when I was little. I've yeah. never seen a, a trout that big in my life. Not many since people then. have seen a trout over that's 30 huge. inches long. That's big. That's huge. It was not a bass. Um, no, I, I have fish in that pond that are so over twice, seven pounds that are bass. It was a rain. It had to be a rainbow. It had too much red to it. You think it was rainbow, and not a brown? I'm pretty sure it's a rainbow. Either way, I'm, it was I'm pretty huge. sure. I know it's it a was trout. It wasn't a, a carp. Monster. You could tell it wasn't a carp by the head of it. Yeah. But anyways, it's a big fish. It excited me. So we knew there's gonna be big fish in here. Yeah. The winner was four pounds. Four and a half pounds. Yeah. Which was a dang nice fish. Gosh, yeah, it was. It wasn't the fish we saw. Was not. And that Dad, fish was only like. 23 or 24 inches i think don't yeah. quote me on that well, once but, again we bounce back to w- wise words of chuck poor yes <laughs> who said that it was big willie all right big willie was a fish that was stocked in this pond 10 12 maybe 15 years ago for one of the kids fishing days he was over 30 inches long yeah the pond has it's probably 10 years ago the pond has drained three times since then i don't know the last span on a trout but i guarantee it's not that long <laughs> anyway, we're getting back to the point of this. The pond has drained three times since then. And me and Dad were talking about it. He's like, it's Big Willie. He's still in there. And I said, Dad, yep. there's no way that fish is still alive. One. And two, the pond's drained three times since then. And he said, son, legends never die. That's right. And what do you say to that? You don't. You the legend of agree. Big Willie lives on. All right. 
He's still Nobody there. caught him. And we saw him. I mean, it, was it, it would be one thing to sure. just be speculation. We saw him three times that evening. Yeah. I mean, he was there. I saw him twice. You saw him that third time. Yeah. He's I big. saw him when he was chasing those fish and yeah. making them jump out of water. Yeah. So. He's big. He's yeah. very large. He was very big fish. I was waiting for somebody with a little Barbie doll rod to hook into that thing and it drag him in. Well, we <laughs> there were several that broke Sorry. off immediately. Yeah, I know where we're going with this. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just thought of something. Yeah. Okay, oh, this God. was a kid's fishing day. Right. And somehow, Christian ends up with a rod in his hand, which never ends up good. I mean, they should have known if they wanted to catch fish, give me the fishing rod, not you. Right. Either right. way, I mean, we've already proven that time and time again, Shaw. but either way, tell them what happened, Christian. <laughs> well, so... We, like got, a, we got to see how, how warm the pond is. <laughs> well, you see here, it's getting later in the evening. It's like we had like an hour left of fishing time. Yeah. It ended at two. And, uh, well, I have a little brother sister, sister of five, brothers three. And uh, my mom and my stepdad, well, Sam's my stepdad, they brought the youngins in and let them fish for a little while. And I was trying to help my little brother Asa cast a pole. Yeah. And uh, his He's just young. All he wants to do is cast. I mean, I mean, not cast, but all he wants to do is reel it in. Reel it in, yeah. That's all he wants to do. He don't care, really. So, Mom's like, here, you cast for a little while. Because she was getting tired of casting it for him, just because he's not quite old enough to be able to cast it. Yeah. Well, I was like, okay, I'm going to cast this sucker out there. Like, I'm going to cast it about as far as I can, give him plenty of time to reel. Yeah. My baby have time, because he's pretty slow with it. Thing is, so you're gonna rear back and huck it. That's what I did. Thing is, <laughs> prior to this, that rod has been locking mid cast. Yeah, I reach back and I give it all I got, and yeah, what big splash, pulling all goes in the water. 200 people sitting around looking, everybody like, what stops, gets dead silent. I look over and uh, Mitch and Sam are sitting there together talking. I look over and they're just, just straight disappointed, just looking at me like. Way to represent wow. their holler hunter. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sitting there like, well, what do I do? The youngin wants his fishing pole. Guess it's time to get in. <laughs> so um, Time to go swimming. <laughs> so I had to go in and get it. It wasn't too deep. No, luckily you were in an area of the pond that is gentle. It goes in the good, easy. You got to think, though. Gently I'm, sloping. I'm only about three foot tall. So when I get in, it's already chest deep. <laughs> 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 but anyways so that, truth that be told happened. it was in eight inches of water and you almost drowned yeah <laughs> something like that <laughs> so, yeah something of that nature either way you got the kids pulled back either way got it back and uh got a fish to buy from my sister charlie to catch yeah so it ended better so it wasn't too terrible but I that's guess. why I, I didn't mean to just completely bust out laughing five minutes ago no but, no you're good but it hit i was like oh my god i still can't believe i did that i mean i do i can believe that because it's me because i told you yeah like I've I'm not, it before every that's how my life goes yeah i'm not surprised at all that <laughs> that happened it was just the fact that it happened kaplash and i look around and it's dead silent like one of those awkward silent moments and everybody's just like <laughs> okay yeah this guy's a freak yep anyways that was funny but well, the kids fishing day is great the kids fishing day was a lot of fun i got to experience it from a different side that i haven't experienced in a long time and that was actually taking part in the fishing process <laughs> i have not done that since i was 16 years old i right. guess last year i fished or 15 or whatever it was right um i'm here every year but i had no reason to be there and i have a little girl who just turned seven and every year up to this point i have talked her out of fishing 
who is very competitive. She is so competitive. Like her father. And she's not quite as good as I am yet. A shot. We're working on that yet. But she, I've talked her out of it every year because she's used to being able to go out here and we bass fish. We never trout fish this pond. We right. always bass fish this pond. If we catch a trout, it's just by accident. But she's always used to being able to have free reign of the whole pond. Right. I mean, it's her pond. Take off, cast wherever you want to. Right. And there's 300 kids. And, of course, every parent brings two or three rods because right. why not just cast as many of them as you can, give them the best shot at catching them. So right. There's lines everywhere. Easy to get tangled up. Yeah. And I just, she's an only child. It is what it is. She's an only child, like the full meaning of the word. She does not like sharing. She's told me before she does not want to have any siblings because she don't want to share the love. <laughs> it were her. It was her exact word. So that's funny. Yeah, she's an only child. She is the definition of an only child. But so this year, nothing would do her but to be out here fishing. And so she spent the night with Chris's kids, my cousin Chris, who's in the pheasant hunt video. Yep. Spent the night down there with them. So I had Parker and I had Mason, who is hilarious. He's nine years old. <laughs> yeah, he is. And he's just, he's a handful. It doesn't matter what's happening. He's just crazy. The last time we come fishing in this pond, his and we had Morgan, who's Mason's little sister. She's eight. And then we had Parker, who is seven. We had Trenton, who plays football with Mason, who's 10. I think he's 10. Trenton was awesome. He was a rock star. He done oh, yeah. great. Mason was a little terrorist. Like he always, he gets into everything. He he tickles me to death. He's just constantly into something. And he had the worst luck of anybody over there. He finally caught a bass. And he's like, Uncle Shane, I think you put me in the crappiest spot. We're fishing five feet apart from each other. He's like, you let the girls catch all the fish. You just put me in the crappiest spot. But the last time Mason and Morgan come over here fishing, I told him, stay out of the pond. It was one rule. We had the whole pond to ourselves. Morgan... It was hot. She's like, let me just put my feet in. Let me just put my feet in. And I'm like, whatever. And I turn around and I hear, oh, no, oh, no. And I look and Morgan's flip-flop is floating across the pond. And then I hear, I got it. And I look back and Mason's got his shirt off and he swan dives (laughs) into the pond. So we were sitting over on the bank and Morgan's like, let me put my feet in the water. I said, no. For God's sakes, do not put your feet in the water because your brother will get hooked if he goes swimming again. So we avoided that whole thing. But Oh, Lord, that's funny. So I was running lines on four kids that were 10 feet, 12 feet apart in distance for the whole bunch, and I run my butt off back and yeah. forth. Beta hook, beta hook. Yep. Release I got fish. you on video from across the pond, and you're just... Yeah, back and forth, and back and forth, and back and forth. And then, of course, Parker, being the only child that she is... Don't understand why she can't spin her fish. She's yep. never fished with a bobber and a worm. She's always finesse fished or topwater fished or something. Right. And I kept telling her, baby, you'll get everybody tangled up because she has to cast it herself. She does everything herself. Right. And I finally, just to shut her up, give her a spinner. I said, here, you got five minutes. And she caught four. <laughs> like immediately, just bang, 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 bang. And I finally jerked the spinner off of there. And she's like, what are you doing? I said, baby, everybody else, the other kids are getting mad. Like the other three kids that I had were looking at me like, why can't we spin her fish now? She's tearing them up. And uh, so I put a a worm and a bobber back on hers. But 
I finally got to experience kids fishing day again, and I was exhausted by the end of the day. I, they run yeah. me to death. Gosh, yeah, they did. It was, but they caught fish. Yeah, every one of them caught a fish. Trenton caught a dang nice fish. He caught one that was two <clears> and a half pounds or a little better. Yeah, um, he may have won one of the hour slots, and we didn't catch it. I think he did. I think he won the first hour slot, and we didn't even catch it. But yeah. either way, we had a blast. It was so much fun, and we cannot say enough about that group of guys that put this and ladies that put this thing on because it's like you say it's what got you interested in the outdoors it really is i've mentioned it countless times it was this event that my grandpa brought me to whenever i was a youngin yep something to look forward to every year uh the one the most recent one i remember i think i was like 10 or whatever i was i want a pocket knife yeah tickled me to death and it honestly changed my life i mean just to be honest with you it 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 made me want to do more stuff like that yeah and uh <clears throat> i don't even know if you consider it the part that i won the knife if that's really the part of it or not but being out here and fishing being another young is doing the same thing having yeah. the same same common goal i guess you'd say well and in a small area like this they're right. going to see their friends right i mean parker ran into a half a dozen kids from yeah. her class that family had brought them out here, yep. which is awesome that right. you have that many kids. And it's kids from every different walk of life. It's yep. not just the redneck kids. Right. I say that in quotation, redneck kids. We're rednecks. 100%. We're country. Which there's another story there. Yeah. But it's not <laughs> just those kids. It's every kid. It's right. kids that their family doesn't aren't known for being in the outdoors, not right. known for hunting and shooting and doing all right. that stuff. They get the kids out here. The kids are tickled to death to be here. Gosh, yeah. They're catching fish because, like I said, the Sportsman's Coalition put in 1,000 pounds of trout. Um, the Wildlife Resource Commission put in another 500 pounds yep. of trout. I mean, everybody's catching fish. Everybody's having fun. They're hanging out. We've got a huge yard out here. They're playing in the yard. They're oh, looking yeah. at tractors. They're doing all that stuff. Right. And It's just a full day of just fun. For it's them. fun. It really is. And just to be honest, I mean, sports, the Sportsman's Coalition ain't the only one around here. I mean, there's, what, Hunters three, helping kids. Hunters helping kids, uh, Daniel Boone Bear Club. Yeah. There's a handful of them around. But if you look at them, almost every one of them and, are composed of the same group It's of all men. the same people. S- same That people. all have the same common goal, just trying to do it as many ways as they possibly can. That's exactly right. And that was one of the, our biggest reasons we're doing what we're doing. We want to come at it from a different angle get more people involved we're hitting people from a from a technical standpoint yeah not just in the county but a little farther out as well Well, and i feel like we've got a little better reach we've got a platform here that we can help them promote this stuff and that really helps our part of it i mean we reached twenty five thousand people yes sorry i got so sidetracked you want to say something let's hear what you got to say here (laughs) well sorry i was sitting here fiddling with my with the keys in my pocket i thought i set Lacey's car alarm off i was like oh god i've done that and i looked back and there's this huge i don't something just blew up i don't know if it was lightning called lightning or what but it just blew the whole place up and the big man upstairs just putting on a show for us here tonight yeah it was complete squirrel moment and i just about lost it sorry sorry we can get back on track now just that was it's all right i just try to keep from laughing and and here we are this is what happens (sighs) when you get the bottom of the bucket yeah it is (laughs) but anyway anyways yeah we reached twenty five thousand people in a matter of less than a week yeah just to get the word out about the fishing day 
And, you know, no, that many people didn't show up. But that puts thought in that many other people's minds. Mm-hmm. They saw it. Maybe they'll come next year. Maybe they'll, I mean, not even here. I mean, maybe that sparks somebody's interest four states away. Yep. And, well, I wonder if we have a fishing day around here. And, you know, there's other people doing the same thing all across the country. Maybe they have, maybe they find something they want to go do. It's just planting that you know, seed in people's that's minds. That's it. That's and exactly And get them about. to get other things rolling and to get kids outside. Right. I've already been contacted. I didn't, don't know if I told you this yet. But I've already been contacted by some people local who saw the pheasant hunt video. Really? That's wanting to do a charity pheasant hunt in western North Carolina. Really? To benefit the Special Olympics. Wow. So You did not tell me this. I this did not tell you. To me. We start, I started this conversation, then you took off. Sorry. And squirrel moment. Sorry. Happens. But yeah, I've had a group contact me wanting us to help them promote it. That would be and awesome. be a big part of it. So hopefully we can get it together. I mean, Gosh, yeah. right now it's just in the preliminary part of it. There's a lot right. of legal stuff to work out, especially oh, with a yeah. hunt like that. Luckily, we do have contacts with the Shrine Club in Lenore County. They can help us out with that part of it and see how they go about it and do yeah. all that stuff. But Yeah. The more like we can you do say, plant that seed. Like plant you said. that seed. Let it grow. Get people out there. Get them involved right. in the outdoors. Preserve this tradition that right. we have. And... Keep it going because it's under attack. Yep. And people are trying to come after it. There's more people out there. Yep. Kind of. Unfortunately, the hunting community wants to just be left alone. Right. And that's great. Let us live our life. Let us live our life and be left alone. But right now, with cancel culture the way it is and everything going the way it's going, you've got to get your voice out there. You've got to be heard. You've got to be seen. We don't have a choice. And especially people like us with the platform that we have, and it's growing. Our right. platform is growing daily. And we're, we've are we got to be outspoken about this stuff. And it may get us some bad press, but... It is what it is. It Speaking is what of, it is because we are dedicated to preserving this. I'm dedicated to preserving right this. I know you. you are too. The whole team And is. the whole team and will be right there that with w- us. That's not on, that's on the team, that's, we all have the same goal. If we don't have the same goal, then that's they're not on the team i mean that's yep. part of it i mean we all have to be in the same spot but that brings up another part of this real quick kind of going off segment it's that right. we are under attack i mean just a perfect example not saying it was the newspaper itself but we got somebody reached out to us <clears throat> from a local newspaper about uh injured bears oh my god here we go yeah it's about i don't know if it's right. politics but here it comes so here it th- comes so here we go this will probably be a long segment so let us get comfortable real quick so we get contacted from a local newspaper, and uh, Asheville is about how far away from here? Forty-five minutes, an, an hour, hour, about an hour away from yep. here. And uh, you've probably might have seen the same thing online. There's pictures showing up of of injured bears, you know, missing limbs, and yep. you know it's mostly said because of car wrecks, which not according to this group. Not according. There to this is group. a group on social media, and I'm not going to say their name because that would just right. jump him on it. But they're a bunch of tree hugging liberal. Yes. Things yes. that 
are determined to give hunters a bad name yep. because they're seeing bears running around that are missing a limb. Right. Missing and they all, a leg. And it's, and it's not, oh, it could be this, it could be this. It automatically goes to the hunters. Yeah. It goes to the hunters who spend their entire life trying to keep these animals healthy and keep them going so that they can hunt them and harvest them correctly. But that's logical. But that's not Instead their Instead of using logic... The first thing that goes to their minds is bear traps. Yep, it's hunters. The it's, hunters are trapping these bears and hurting them. And well, it's not even... They're putting out bear traps to chop the bear's legs yeah. off, to maim them, to injure them. Hopefully, they'll die. Right. All right, let me explain something to you people real quick. I'm sure our listeners already know this, but if anybody with this organization is listening, please try to put together just a thought and just listen for a second. If you are in the trapping business, let's say trapping bears was legal. Trapping bears is illegal. It has been illegal for 30-some years, almost 40 years now. The use of a clawed bear trap is illegal. Those traps are illegal to sell, to possess. If you see one in a store, it is no longer functional. It has been welded shut. It's for decorative purposes only. But let's just say you're trying to trap a bear. You are using a trap to grab this bear's leg and hold it until you get there. Right. If you have a trap that cuts a bear's freaking leg off, you are missing the whole point of trapping. Yep. You're maiming a bear. You're not trapping a bear. This is not what's happening. A trap is created to grab an animal and hold it there until the person who's trying to catch it can come and dispose of it or do whatever they're going to do with it. But instead of thinking logically, instead of thinking, hey, we've moved from God only knows where into this mountain wilderness and developed it. And we've put up buildings and we've built roads and we've built interstates and we have imposed our will on these animals' natural habitat, which is causing these animals to become injured, to be getting hit by cars and causing them bodily harm. That can't be it. It can't be our fault. That's not it. Let's throw it at the hunting hunting community. Right. And this is another thing I've noticed. I haven't had any personal experiences with this, but I've heard it from different places. From working, everybody around here works, not everybody, a lot of people work construction around here. Because, yep. again, there's a ton of, a lot of housing developments. Yep. People in these housing developments, not as much here, but like Asheville, in a place where you can't hunt. You can't hunt around Asheville. If you, you try to hunt, you'll have the freaking well, right. tree huggers all over you. So. There is a bare nuisance. People hate it. There's more complaints about bear getting in trash cans, getting cars. You see it videos of it all the time. Yep. People complain about it. So you know what people do? Not the hunters. This is not hunters. These people go out off their back porch or have these summer homes and whatever else you want to call it. Not trash people with summer homes, just in general that's doing this. They go out there with a 9mm or whatever they might have. And they go out and they shoot a bear to get it not Wound to come it back. to run it off. Right. These people ain't getting caught. These people ain't being mentioned at all. It's the hunters. Apparently. Everything comes back to the hunters. Right. And they didn't, they, when they interviewed me for this thing, they didn't really throw us under the bus by no means. But at the end, if you read the article, it, it still says like, we know what's going on here. Even though the Wildlife Resource Commission has right. spent hundreds of thousands of dollars to study this problem, problem English is hard. I'm getting wound up. Yep. They have determined that 99% of these injuries are caused by automobiles. Right. A bear gets hit by a car. If it breaks its leg, if it breaks the bone, a bear can't go to the hospital and be nope. healed up, put a cast on it, 
put right. some screws in it to set it back. Yep, it's limp, and that limb will either be chewed off or it will fall, fall off. One of the either other. way, and then you have a three-legged bear. Yep, the bear is perfectly healthy. The bear is perfectly capable of living right. its life. We've had we, dogs. Are, we actually had a bear harvested last year. Yeah. It was a three-legged bear. Three-legged bear. And he'd been around for a long time because yeah. he was huge. And could put up a hell of a fight against yes, a pack of dogs. Yes, he can. He put us up for like seven hours that day. These poor little innocent bears that they're talking right. about, they're doing fine. They're just fine. They they're adapt. fine. It's, it's, it's in their nature to adapt to it, things like that. And they that. don't have a choice. Right. Because their home is being taken over yep. by all these freaking people. That are accusing us of maiming these right. animals when it's their own doing right. that's causing this. Yep. If you don't want the bears harmed, you don't like it, stay out of the mountains. Right. Move. Right. Go somewhere Let else. Let them have their habitat there. back. Right. But as long as it's being developed at the rate it's right. going to be developed, these animals don't have any choice. They have yep. to try to adapt. Right. They have to try to learn to live around humans, and unfortunately, there's going to be collisions. Yep. There are going to be bears another, hit by another cars. Another thing that people don't understand is... A bear ain't like a deer. Normally, when a deer gets hit, it goes off and dies. Yeah, bears ain't like that. They don't. No, you hit a bear, they're gonna. You probably won't even. You won't even see it by the time you get the car stopped. Funny story about that. Um, we used to take tractors and stuff. We still do down to the Burke County Fair. Yeah, and my uncle had an eighteen wheeler with a flatbed. He was coming back up one eighty one with two or three seventy five eighty five horse cab tractors on the flatbed trailer behind the eighteen wheeler. Bear runs out, catches the back tandems of the truck, rolls under the flatbed, catches both sets of tandems under the trailer. Yep. They get out, they stop, they get, Sam almost wrecks trying to get away from this mess. <laughs> cause, I mean, it was a big bear. Right. He said it made the truck jump. And you're talking about an 18-wheeler that's loaded down. That's a heck of a collision. And so they get back up to the shop. And it happened just a mile or two down the road from the old tractor place. Getting the trucks go down there. There's blood, there's hair, there's just right. a mess there. And they're thinking, all right, we have to find this animal right. and finish him off. we got to do the humane thing. Right. They tracked him for like four miles. Never found the bear. Come bear season that year, uh, which this was in August, September time frame, October rolls around, the boys start hunting down there. Yep. They run a bear across the road. That They said, that is the mangiest damn animal we've ever seen in our life. Right. It wasn't mange. It was road rash. Yep. That was the bear that Sam hit with the 18-wheeler. Yep. It was still alive. Yep. It was fighting. No, they never killed it. It was able to get away from them. Right. And it had been run over by an 18-wheeler loaded right. down with tractors. These animals are tough. They're tough. Beyond you, tough. I mean, it's ridiculous. We've gotten way off topic here. Wound up. Wound up. I knew this was coming, but... Right. It, it, it's been bothering me, and this is another, this, the last piece of this conversation, I believe. Benny Vance, who's part of the Sportsman's Coalition, is another uh, really He helped good guy. us with the kids' helped us turkey tur- comp. Yep, he made the barbecue for our turkey awesome hunt and stuff. Awesome barbecue. A really good barbecue. Anyways, he, he mentioned something the other day. We was talking about this, and uh, I like the way he said it. He's talking about, you know, when trapping was illegal, was legal, yeah. you know, back when it wasn't a thing. For bear hunters, it was almost a necessity because yeah. the bear population was junk. Like he mentioned, nowadays, open week of bear season, we get on two, three, four bears. You never know. First yeah. week, you've got on... You get on two or three a day sometimes. That's what I'm saying. Two or three a day, easily. Yeah. Back then, you know, 40 plus years ago when these guys were running dogs, like the two legends we talked about that recently passed. Yeah. 
Stan and Earl Daniels, they're bare legends in the community. Yeah. When they were running dogs back then, they'd go two weeks before they ever caught, before they even saw you a bear. You wouldn't period. find a track. Yeah, you exactly. Find a track. So, you know, back then it was almost a necessity to get on a bear, to have a bear race with dogs. They would trap them. And guess who's responsible for this population increase? Hunters. hunters the bear hunters. They are the number one contributor to conservation right. in the entire United States. Yep. The hunting license, all the gear, all the stuff, everything goes to conservation it goes yep. to benefit whatever species they're hunting yep if it wasn't for hunters yep. the deer population the bear population the turkey population the elk population yep. would not be here anymore yep i mean since commercialized hunting was done away with in the early to mid 1900s which was done away with by the hunting community yep hunters were the ones responsible for banning commercial hunting they are the number one supporters of conservation yep we're trying to make this a sustainable activity right so the we only can do way, this later yeah on. the only way to keep it sustainable is to control it yep. everyone wants to make an enemy out of the hunters yep. we are not the enemy we are the only ones on the side of the animal right i mean yeah we may kill a couple a year but the benefit that we do it's yep. population management it's yep. keeping it out of the front grill of your freaking prius yep I mean, that's Keeping just all there your is trash to it. cans and having people that don't yeah, care and exactly. don't want it around from shooting Keeping with them from AR eating your damn pastas and shit like that in your development. Yep. I mean, if you want to have a solution to the problem, hunters are the solution. Yep. But you've got to leave us be. Yep. And that's up to us to get out there and be vocal and put yep. our word out there and put our opinions out there. Right. Let our voices be heard. Right. Because like, it comes full circle. Why would we want to hurt animals? Or hurt these this game that we're trying to harvest and have. Yeah, we're not in it to maim them. Right. We're in it to harvest the animal. Yep. Why would we do that? We don't want to just would we wanna... hurt them in the off season right. so they're crippled up and run around could set up sepsis and die. I yep. mean, that's just not what we're about. That's that's yep. def- that's defeating the purpose of what we're doing. Yep. Why would you want to run a wounded, wounded bear with dogs in a chance of getting your dogs killed, eat up? Whatever. Well, not to mention you wound one. You Like I say, you got it take a chance of infection setting up yep. like we spoke about in the last podcast we're here for table fare yep if you kill a deer that's infected you're not going to eat it you kill a bear that's infected you're not going to eat it nope you're defeating the purpose yep we went way off topic. we went way off topic. but you started necessary. it it was, it was necessary <laughs> it was necessary yep it's been a long time coming but it was necessary on this one and uh so, if you want to check out the article you can look up the avery journal and you'll find it eventually. the article's in the avery journal it was in this past week's journal, hopefully. Yeah, yeah like I say, they, nothing against them. They didn't say anything no, negative about us. No, they didn't do us. anything We're, negative. They didn't dig as far into it as I would like them to dig into it. Yeah. I wish they would have contacted me. I wish they would have contacted Sam. I'm glad that they got a hold of Benny. Yeah, I'm glad they did too because I didn't think of Benny. Whenever they called me or like anybody else, we should talk to him. Like, you know, I mentioned Shane and Sam. I'm like, I, I don't know off the top of my head. It was just out of the blue. I wasn't well, really expecting and, it, so... I consider Benny to be one of the old heads now, even though he's not that old. Yeah. Benny's calm. He's been there. He's calm. Yep. He don't get as fired up. He's passionate. Yep. My passion gets a little yep. too excited sometimes. Yeah, we get a little fired up to the point we, we get, fight for it. Yeah, I mean, that's it. He's there to fight for it, but in a lot calmer way about yeah, it. Yeah, he, he's way he's more diplomatic really about it than, which I can be as diplomatic as anybody, but. Right. It's just, we it's a mess. We got fired up there pretty yep, quick. It's, but just, it's just a mess. 
Yeah. Anyway, we're going to get back on track. Let's take a break real yeah. quick. Get the and camera then, uh, fixed up. Make sure it's still rolling. Yeah. If it ain't rolling, we apologize. We'll get it back on here I don't think it's second. rolling, but... So, sorry. Well, that's, that happened last week. We, had, we went too long, and the yep. camera cuts off. Unfortunately, this is a side note, we have to run a lower-resolution camera because... Unfortunately, we can't get our 4K <laughs> camera to process quick enough. It'd take it two weeks to process the video of our two-hour-long podcast that yeah. we do. Well, YouTube's so not exactly it's uh, not compatible friendly. with 4K yet. So yeah. But anyway, we're going to go to a break, and we'll be back shortly with the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast. This segment of the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast is brought to you by Mountaineer Outfitters, the official outfitters of Appalachian Holler Hunters. Visit them online on Facebook or Instagram, or visit them in person at 65 Haynes Road in Newland, North Carolina. Open 8 to 5 Monday through Friday, 8 to 12 on Saturdays. Stop by and see them today for all your hunting and shooting sport needs. Here in the Appalachian Mountains, we are subject to some of the most drastic climate changes anywhere in the country. Whether it's hotter than blue blazes in the summertime or colder than a froze-toed rooster in the wintertime, Carhartt has you covered from head to toe. Visit Carhartt.com and see why they are the official apparel company of the Appalachian Holler Hunters. Man, are you tired? Dude, I'm killed. Man, how can you be tired? It's open day of turkey season. I know, we've been scouting all week. Man, take one of these rowdy energies. It'll light a fire under you real quick. That's better now, ain't it? Oh, yeah. Now we'll run through the woods like a madman. Like a Cheeto on cocaine. Let's go get it. Let's get it. Now. All right, guys. We are back from break here on the very, Back 40 Skull Systems Podcast. Very short break. He had to let my blood pressure go down just yeah. a little bit. Let me calm down a little bit. Yeah. I was almost getting ready to start preaching here. Yeah. But anyway, so that that segment went a little longer than we it did. had initially planned. We said this was only going to be a... Like an hour-long podcast. A 30-minute podcast. I was thinking 30 to 45 minutes. Yeah. Pretty sure we passed that on that one segment. Oh, yeah, for sure. We're 50 minutes in now. Well, that'll be all right. But anyways... It'll be It's right. good. It's entertaining. I like it. I think well, it's going to be good. It needed to be said. It did. My, I'm still mad that that's they didn't what we're here me. for. So well, well, they might now. Everybody needs to know what's going on. They need to hear our side of this. <laughs> yeah, for and, sure. That's what again. And I've got plenty more. But oh, yeah. um, while we were in break, Christian reminded me of a little something that happened at the yeah. kids' fishing day that we, we, we mentioned uh, the word redneck rednecks. in quotations. Okay. So as part of being a redneck, you are morally and constitutionally obligated to try to take down any flying object that is hovering near your person apparently yeah um and i don't know if it's just instinctual or if it's genetic or what's going on here but whatever it is anyway so we're high-tech rednecks we have access to stuff that a lot of rednecks don't and we have purchased tools to help us do our job better as far as filming and gathering footage and content and bringing it to you guys and one of these tools that we come, we often use is a drone. Um, we have a <laughs> pretty nice drone. It shoots 4K resolution. It's yeah. it's fast. It's nice. I like it. Yeah, it's fast. It has to be fast because every once in a while it gets shotgun pulled on it, and we have to click sport mode and get out of there. Right. But anyway, in this scenario. Yeah. So we're <laughs> we're flying this drone around the kids' fishing day, wanting to be able to capture the entire scope of everything that's happening because. Yep it's it's awesome to see right. that many kids gathered around 
a central location like that. Right. And you don't get to see that anymore, especially now since COVID hit. I mean, everything's been six feet apart. Wear your mask. Don't have any contact with anyone. Hide from the world. Going to get me going again. But anyway, so we're flying the drone around the kids' fishing day. And so we're almost finished. We're doing circling the whole thing. Yeah. Two minutes left what we had going on. I think we had four minutes left in the battery life on this thing. So we decided to come across the tree line, dip down, run right down the center of the pond, hovering about eight to ten feet over the water, and then come out the left side across the people's head and fly up out. So (laughs) about that. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. watching, and I told Christian, I said, keep your eye on the screen. I mean, we're it hooks to my phone, so we're watching on the screen of my phone, and I'm looking for bogeys. I'm looking for trouble, because I knew, I knew yeah. somewhere around this pond, there's going to be that guy. Somebody's going to Somebody's going to try to catch the fucking drone. That's just going to happen. <laughs> Excuse my language. Somebody's going to try to catch the drone. <laughs> so I'm going right down the center of the pond, taking it nice and easy. I mean, it's a beautiful shot. You can see all the kids oh, on yeah. both sides, and everybody's waving at the drone and all this stuff. And then we get to the end, second. and I see, I see the guy. I spot yeah. him. I seen him in my phone, too, is the bad yeah. part. I'm like, look, look, look. There he is. There he is. He grabs his rod from his kid, winds it up. And slowly draws back and gets ready to cast at the drone. And I see him coming. He sees me coming. I'm like, shit, I got to get out of here. (laughs) So I start gaining altitude as quick as I can. And I mean, right before he comes out of the freaking camera angle, he hucks it at it. Yeah. It's not telling how close it was. I'm pretty sure you can see the... Because I saw something flash on the camera. Yeah. This son of a bitch tried to catch my drone. (laughs) He tried, he tried everything he could do to catch my drone. Excuse my language once again, Mom, if you're listening to this. I'm sorry about this, but <laughs> Chris, it's Christian's fault. He's got me wound up. But, oh, so, Lord. yeah. This is great. We had the redneck try to catch the drone. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sitting here thinking, now, if he catches this thing. What are we going to do? I'm going to thrash him. I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. Die. That's a $1,000 drone. I'm yeah, gonna, he'd have to die. He's going swimming. If nothing yeah. else, he's going swimming. Yeah. So... <laughs> We yeah. were able to get away from away from old country down there, and yeah. he didn't catch the drone. Thank God. Thank God. But that reminds me, I was flying that drone one day. I don't know if I've told you this story. Mm-hmm. And it was right after I got it, and if you've ever been around a drone, you can hear it. It sounds like if it gets up above you, it sounds like a swarm of bees. Yeah. Excuse me. So I'm flying it around the farm here, just seeing how far I can go. I found some deer back in the field. And start hovering down on them. And the deer immediately spot it. Like when it was 50 foot up in the air. And this drone is tiny. It makes a little racket, but it's tiny. The deer immediately spot it. And so I come down in the field. Instead of running away, the doe starts coming toward it and stomping. And I was like, well, that's freaking cool right there. She wasn't spooked by it. She wanted to see what it was. But anyway, so I go back up and come back around. And we've got Christmas trees here on this farm. My uncle is the Christmas tree farmer here, and he's out in the field. I spot him. I see his gator out there, and he's out there trimming trees. And if anybody doesn't know, when you're trimming trees, you have a long-handled shearing knife. It's really sharp blade, and you're just having to trim the edges of these trees up to make that perfect Christmas tree shape. Yeah, cone shape. Yeah, exactly. And the problem with this, they have to trim those trees in late summer. Late summer is the time where bees are nesting, they're building nests and stuff to kind of hide them out through the winter. These thick trees are a perfect place for a wasp nest. 
So a lot of times whenever you're trimming trees, you hit a bee's nest. And, I mean, you don't know it until you cut it right through it and you get ate up. So those guys are always on high alert. I mean, I don't know if they hate bees as much as I do, but I hate bees. I hate them. Yeah, and they're always on high alert looking for bees. So I'm at maximum altitude, uh, about 110 meters up, and come in. And when the drone's that high, you can't hear it. And I see Sam, and I get directly over top of his head, and I slowly (laughs) start creeping down on him. And then I get probably 50 foot up from him, and I see him start looking around. And he starts looking back and forth and back and forth, and I stop. And then he goes back, and he's got a radio in his gator. So I knew he had the radio playing. And so I start coming down a little more, and I get about 30 foot. And I see him swing the shear knife. Excuse me, one. I just whacked the, the mic. But I see him swing the shear knife, and then he starts like swatting, swatting, swatting. And he thinks there's bees coming, so I come on down on top of him. And all of a sudden, he looks around left and right. He looks straight up, and I could read his lips saying a dirty word. And then he rears back and flips me the bird. And then I see him like I see the light bulb in his head go off. And he looks over and he looks at his gator. Sam's got a gun rack in his gator, and he keeps the twelve gauge and a little <laughs> rifle in his gator yeah. in case he sees coyotes or something. Yeah, and I see him look at the gator and look at the drone and take off running. So I click sport mode and get the hell out of there. <laughs> He's going for the shotgun, going to shoot the drone down. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. Once again, I think it's just it's genetic or something. It's in their nature if they see something like that, especially in this day and age of the conspiracy theorist of government spying and stuff you were yeah. out in the tree field and you see a drone <laughs> i mean that's the first thing that goes through your heads the government's here let's shoot them yep. down i shoot guess them down. shoot them down shoot but, them down. Shoot them. so i take off and i fly it back over here and land it in the parking lot and it hadn't been on the ground two minutes and i hear that gator coming <laughs> across the top of the hill flying he comes sliding in there he's like damn you i thought i'd <laughs> eat up with some bees <laughs> oh lord uh, but, what do you do? Yeah. Once again, we're off topic, but it's yeah, that's, that's that's another little drone story for you. I don't know oh, if I yeah. told you that one or not. No, nah, you hadn't told me that one. That was a good one. We get to share that one with the world anyway. Yeah. All right, guys. So <sighs> let's get away right. from politics and all, the all of this garbage for a while. Let me calm down a little bit, <clears throat> at least for the end of this podcast. Yeah, um, at least for this one. So we have... A really fun event coming into this week. Very good weekend about to happen. All right. Just explain how all this come about, please. All right, yeah. I'm just just still a little fuzzy for me. I just know we're going. Yeah, we'll start from the beginning. So, literally out of nowhere, it's working on season two episode. Yep. And uh, phone rings. I'm down here sitting, just going at at it, and this uh, Texas number shows up. And I'm like, "Uh, that's some junk. Because, I mean, everybody and their brother gets these stupid potential spam calls and stuff it's like this time it just did, phone didn't catch it or whatever yeah but then for some reason i was like i'll answer it sure maybe it's something important i answered it and sure enough it was this lady with remington yeah and she's like hey uh just wanted to reach out to you said uh we'd love to have you and your team come down to the ducks expo at texas motor speedway in a week or two remington's weeks. our firearm sponsor for anyone that doesn't yeah. know uh remington firearm or remington yep. arms company and i was like oh okay i was like who has set this prank call up because you know i ought to be 100 percent honest with you i really hadn't heard from remington in, in a little bit you know probably since deer season yeah since deer season it's just been kind of we've kept up with a lot of our sponsors you know we try to keep in touch with everybody but you know it 
being the industry it is, you know, being what it is, it's hard to keep up with everybody. Yeah, and everybody's you know, everybody's super crazy busy, busy. and so, especially them being a firearms company, right? With the way right the last now, year has been, yeah. and they're trying to get back out there with all the stuff that yeah. happened with them. So right, so I was like, okay, I honestly thought I was just being punked. And I, I kept going, I kept talking to her. I was like, okay, that sounds good. She said, yeah, we got a couple passes, you know, come down. We just want you to come enjoy it. And I was like, what exactly for? I was like, well, we'll send you some more information in the email. Yeah. And I was like, hmm, okay. Well, sure enough, about an hour or so later, I get an email. And they're like, hey, we want you to come down and product test some of our stuff. You know, check out the new, check out what we got. Uh, come engage with some of our new companies. I don't know what that means still at this moment, necessarily. I don't know if they're merging with anybody or... Yeah. Uh, y'all know as much as I do currently, so... But they want us to come down and hang out with them at the Ducks, Unlim- the Ducks Unlimited Expo is what it is. It's yep. D-U-X for short. Ducks Expo at Texas Motor Speedway. And everything's ready to go now. Just, yep, just, we're loaded up and ready to go. Me and it. you and Joey's going down. Yeah. And... It just happened really, really quick, like last minute, like... It happened. Two weeks before it's, before it's time to go, they're like, hey, we got your passes. Come in here and hang out with us, dude. You know, come <laughs> come chill with the team. I'm like, okay, let's let's do it. Yeah, I remember when you called me, you were freaking out. I, my nerves were shot because, again, I I thought it was a joke yeah. at first. I mean, honestly, like I say, it's like anybody else who receives a random phone call. Normally, you just don't answer it. Yeah. And the fact that I answered, I'm really surprised because, for whatever reason, my phone's stupid. Because, again, this is how my life grows. It, <laughs> I mean, it says my voicemail's full, even though it's not, or whatever the case is. So, by chance, I answered it, and it just flipped the switch, and I was like, holy crap, this is actually happening. Yeah. That's pretty big for us. I mean, not, That's not pretty big. That's huge for that's us. That's huge for us. For that's... a show that started not even a year ago, because technically our... We started back in March of 2020. Yeah, 2020. Yep. But we didn't get... Uh, we didn't really get rolling. We didn't up get an episode out until like August. Well, no, it was episode one's deer season. We didn't get an yeah. episode out until uh, like September. It was October because episode one is when I killed that seven point. That's right. And that was mid September, late yeah. September. It was October before we ever got an episode out. Right, and it's just now June. It's not even been a year. It's not even been a year since and our first episode. Not bragging by no means. Just no, it's very just blessed, very fortunate. Very, very fortunate that they want us to come out here and do this with them. Absolutely. You know, it, it really just shocked. Just well, and it's for us, nerves. it's a huge opportunity. Yep. Because we have, I guarantee you, this is a very, very large expo. Uh, yep. We have a chance to connect because... I don't know how many of our people are going to be there, but there are going to be people from Realtree there. Yep. There's going to be people from Remington. Bone Collector. Well, I don't know who else is going to be there from Bone Collector. You know, Bone Collector being one of our main sponsors. Yeah. Or probably our biggest sponsor, uh, or partner, rather. I don't like calling I guarantee you Tacticam will be there. I'm pretty sure Tacticam will be there. Uh, Federal's going to be there for sure. Absolutely. Uh, I don't know about Onyx Hunt. I don't know if they really do the expo stuff, but... We'll Whatever. see. We'll I see. mean, either way, it but, it gives us a chance, and we're right. going in as Any, with media passes. Yep, going so, in as media, so we're going to go down there and we're going to film everything. You know, obviously make an episode out of it. Yeah, and uh, there's going to be a lot of cool stuff to see. I mean, it's Texas for crying out loud. I mean, oh, unless yeah. you're from Texas and you're listening from Texas, you're like, okay, this is everyday life. What are these guys excited about? But we don't get works. to see that up here. Yeah, we don't get to do that. It's, it's, I'm really excited about it. There's a oh, lot. Yeah. This is it. Just for people that don't really know. I mean, there's. I'm assuming there's people that don't know. That's maybe don't even know what Texas Motor Speedway is. 
it's a it's NASCAR or one of NASCAR's mile and a half tracks. Yeah, it's it, a huge place, and they've it's, got it packed with stuff. It's huge. They've got two garage center, got two garages in the infield. It's their Cup and Xfinity garage. Yeah, which is like I'm estimating here, like a hundred yards long, double sided on both of them. Yeah, and it's nothing but vendors and booths the whole nine yards. Oh man, there's stuff all in the infield, like an off road park. For I forgot like, about the off-road park. Yeah, That's going to be so much fun. For trucks and for side-by-sides and all these things. I'm going to get us kicked out of that. We probably will. Let's just be honest. We're going to get kicked out of that. But they, there's that. There's they like, tried to kick me out of John Deere's. I don't see why this will be any different. Yeah, you told me that. We'll have to tell that story on our way down to yeah. on our podcast down there. Everything. They, they've, the whole property is covered in stuff. Yeah, they've got Huge shooting ranges. property. 300 yard shooting range on the backstretch or yeah. behind the backstretch. They've got a pistol range, archery range, and a 300 yard rifle range. I'm so excited. Really excited about it. I, I cannot wait. This is going to be a blast. It's going to be The a only lot of expo fun. we have around here that we ever get to go to that's Dixie Deer worth Classic. a darn is Dixie Deer Classic. Yep. And if you haven't been, you got to go. It's still, still a really good time. I mean, Ton of stuff to see. You get to this see. year we're gonna do. I don't know. I didn't tell you this, but we're gonna do it. The Great American Outdoor Show in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. I've heard about. I've, I've thought about do that. that one we, too. we need to do that because yeah. I know I was talking to somebody else before. This has been back in April, I guess. It it kind of come up, but I really hadn't put a lot of thought into it. Well, they didn't that. have it this year. It's the same yep. way the Deer Classic. Everything got canceled because yeah. of COVID. So yep. So, but Dixie Deer Classic's big. I mean, that's kind of where. Appalachian Hard Hunters got its start because we went down there and talked to Waddell there and kind of helped me out with it. Yep. But uh, totally just went blank. Anyways, this is a huge event, and <laughs> we get to go hang out and get to go experience it. Well, and It's only 15 hours away from home. Well, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, when you come to me and you're like, so we've been invited to this, I was like, all right, we're going. That was it. Yeah, it's all there was to it. I mean, you, there was no having to talk me into it. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know what to do. I mean, like I'm doing now, I'm just stuttering. I'm like, there's no, in my mind, I was trying to be realistic with this. Like, this is the coolest opportunity I think we've had yet. Yeah. I mean, or one of them. I mean, NC Strutmasters was insane. Yeah, that, that was That was awesome. an awesome experience. I don't know how yeah. it could, it'd be hard, it's going to be hard to top that one. But I was like, there's no way. It's like two weeks away. It's in Texas for crying out loud, and we're like I say, fifteen hours away, fifteen hour drive. Yep. Nobody's gonna be able to get off work that soon. There's like I, there's all these things. Like there's this, there's this ain't possible. And Shane's like, all right, let's go. I got us a hotel. I'm getting new tires put on the truck. Let's roll. And we're going. And we're and going. It was simple as that. And it was, was that like, easy. Okay. And <laughs> luckily, we got one of our buddies to come with us. Yeah. It's one of those deals. Like let's try to get as many people as we can to go, so we can save some money. Yeah. We ended up with me and you and one other. One other. It's all right. We got a good one. We got a good one. It's going to be fun. So, the speaking of the 15-hour trip, the reason we kind of hit on that is because, did we say it in this podcast? No, I we think you already. we done a live video. That's oh, what we done. maybe that's we done what it our, was. We done a live video before before we started this podcast and not on Instagram, which was not a total train wreck. It is a train, it is a train wreck. No, nah, it was all right. It was fine. Anyways, 15-hour drive. What are we going to do? Guess what? We're going to do a podcast on the way down there. We're going to we believe, try. We're going, we're try going to try to do a podcast. We're going to rig some stuff up where we can set all of this equipment up in the back seat of my truck, and hopefully, and not wreck. Yeah, hopefully, I can drive us up the interstate while all this madness is going on, and try not to pee on myself because you will be you the don't world know it yet, but 
the world is going to be introduced to Joey Daniels. Yeah, he hasn't been on an episode yet, just because he's he's just fairly new to this part of it anyway. Yeah, I mean, I mean forever. I mean, well, Joey has been helping us with stuff behind right. the scenes. He paid for stuff for us for yep. the youth turkey competition without ever even being asked to do it. Right. Joey has helped us a lot behind the scenes doing yep. different stuff, but he's Joey, basically our upland bird guy. Yeah, Joey does a lot of pheasant hunting and stuff out west and stuff like that but which is crazy because joey is deathly terrified of mm-hmm. freaking birds <laughs> joey i caught him out here talking on the phone or out here outside the mountaineer equipment and outfitters we have the big pond where everybody does the fishing we have a group of ducks here that i raised from babies and turn loose mallards and a muscovy and some other types right. of ducks but Every morning, they come up here, and I feed them corn. Well, one morning, I pull in, and I go inside to get the corn, and I start to come back outside, and Joey's standing outside talking on the phone. Like I said, Joey is terrified of ducks. And he had his back turned to me, so what do I do? I throw the box of corn at his feet. (laughs) (laughs) And here comes 50 ducks, like, running at him. And he just takes off screaming like a little girl, cussing me like a dog. That's awesome. And some of the stuff that comes out of his mouth, you just... I don't know how he comes up with it. I don't have a clue how I've he comes up I've been around a lot of people who can bullshit. It's gold. It's it's pure probably gold. probably top notch. He's he's a good one. He is a... It, I'm he's honestly, an upper level bullshitter for I, sure. I don't know how we're going to make it in Texas because by the time we get there, our gut's going to be so sore, we're not going to be able to walk around the place. <laughs> I just hope he still know. has... A, I hope he don't waste everything on the way down here. On the way down there. Yeah. Maybe but, not. I hope he saves some, but you guys have that to look forward to. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. I'm excited to hear what comes out of his mouth. Um, yeah, we may have to, unfortunately, that podcast will release after the Ducks Expo. After the Ducks Expo. But we may, I was thinking about this, we may, we could probably do like a, a ride down there and then like cut it and then do record the last half of it afterwards. Yeah. Like wrap it up and put it together. It'd probably be a long podcast, but you know. It'll be all right. Our, uh. We may have to put real supporters captions yeah. on the YouTube podcast yeah. so everyone can keep up with what Joey's saying. Yeah, because he talks rather fast. Yeah, it's it's going to be great. I'm so excited. Yeah, that's, that's, that's all there is to it. Is is I'm just excited. There's more information coming like every day about it. There's going to be a bunch of singers there. Uh, Gary Allen. Oh, it's going to be a He's ball. Gonna be there. It's going to be. It's a. You know. I have a feeling it's going to make the Dixie Deer Classic look small. I have that same feeling. Just I mean, Dixie Deer Classic's pretty big. So I got well, and the Coliseum. We're not, we're not really that tied into the waterfowl side of the hunting industry yet. Yet, but there's really not a place around here too. Well, that's the thing. We hunt. we live right in the middle of geographically. We live right, literally in the middle section of the two flyways. Like, yeah. right between the two flyways, not in the middle, right between two flyways. Right. You've got the Mississippi Flyway to the west, which is out on the other side of Tennessee, and then you've yep. got the eastern flyway at the coast. Right. And the Appalachian Mountains are kind of the, defi- the divide yep. that pushes them one way or another, so yep. we don't really get migrating ducks here. Right. There so are in resident order to duck hunt, we have to travel. You have to travel. There are resident populations of ducks here, and you can go... Within 30, 45 minutes and get on some ducks, but right. it's not... It ain't a legit duck. No, it's not speak. anything like what you can find if you go to the coast or if right. you go into Mississippi Flyway right. and get out. 
Right, and it's kind of hard to do all that, juggle all that, and get our deer hunting in. And well, that's the in. other kicker is duck season comes in during deer season, during yeah. bear season, and that's kind of where do. our focus is. I mean, you can do one or the other, but it's hard to right. do both. Right. It's not impossible. But, it's going to happen, for sure. Oh, yeah, we're going to have uh, some I, duck hunting you've videos. Duck, you've duck hunted before. I've done I've a bunch of duck hunting. I've personally never duck hunted. I'm looking forward to it. Fun story. The first time we ever went duck hunting, I was living in Fosco. Um, my roommate, his name was Evan Merrill. Evan's passed now. Um, but he was a fishing guide. And we were sitting in the apartment hanging out. We were working at the ski shop at the time. And it was winter. It was in January for while duck season was still in. Yeah. We were working at the ski shop. So we had just got finished. Ski shop closed at 1130. Yeah. We'd come back to the house and hang out and just do what college kids do and right. wind down and stuff we're sitting there and evan's on his computer evan's always on his computer he was yeah. always looking at something doing something evan was on his computer and he looks up at me he's like let's go duck hunting in the morning i was like i'd never been duck hunting he had oh. never been duck hunting huh. and i'm like what are you talking about he said i found some game lands where we can walk in there's a flooded beaver pond i found all kinds of information on it this was before Facebook was as big as it is now, and Instagram right. was as big as it is now, and there wasn't all these forums and discussion pages and all that stuff. So he was actually getting on wildlife web pages and finding aerial maps and topo maps and finding a route, and he found a freaking route in. So at 2 o'clock in the morning, we decided we are going to go duck hunting. We had no decoys. We did have some steel shot, and for some reason, we both had duck stamps. We did not. We had never been duck hunting. We had thought about it, but it never. So, all right, we're going to load up and go duck hunting. So, it's 2 o'clock already. We need to leave by about 3.30. We jump in the truck with two of our buddies, take off down here to a local game land. Yeah. And this is before phones, the maps were as good as what they are now. I mean, this is smartphones were not very smart at this time. So we pull up to this gate, and Evan's like, all right, we need to walk about 500 yards this way. There's going to be a power line. We need to make a ride on that power line, walk down that power line about 200 yards, and then there will be a logging road to the left. We'll take that logging road down to the flooded flooded beaver pond. Gotcha. It's dark. We've never been here before. We walked straight to it. Never missed a freaking beat. Walked straight to the beaver dam. He's like, see, I told you it's going to be easy. So we (laughs) set up. We had some duck calls. That's all we had. And yeah. we're sitting there. We don't know what we're doing. Right. And finally, we get a group of ducks circling around. And they turn and they come right into us. Uh. Put out the landing gear. They're flapping. I mean, and we get them, boys. Get them. Bow, 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 bow. Everybody emptied their <laughs> gun. I look around. Every one of us are shooting from the freaking hip. We were so excited we forgot to shoulder oh. our weapons. We never even touched them. We oh. literally just dumped the gun from the hip, <laughs> all four of us. We never even touched it. That's awesome. That's but, awesome. Oh, yeah, it was great. It was hilarious. But there's nothing more exciting than the first time you get a group of ducks coming in. That's I mean, awesome. it's so much fun. And we got better at it. We got decoys. We got yeah. boats, John boats and stuff like that when we were into it heavy up. Me and Puddin went duck hunting one time. We caught a teal migration during the early season down on one of the local lakes. We limited out in like 45 minutes. Oh, wow. I mean, I I was the only one. I had waders on. He didn't have no waders. We had like four birds floating in the spread, 
And so I wait out there to pick them up, and I hear coming over. Here comes another yeah. group of birds in. Boom, 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 boom. And birds uh-huh. start falling around me. And I turn around, and I'm like, damn it, let me get back in. He's like, just pick him up and stand still. Here comes some more. <laughs> he was uh-huh. dropping them on top of me in the middle of the spread while I'm out there trying to pick up the That's funny. the dead birds. But. <laughs> That's awesome. No, we had some good times duck hunting. It's a lot of fun. you got to get out very early, and by 11 o'clock, you're done. But by 11 o'clock, you're done. You want to go yeah. home. I mean, it's you're killed. Guaranteed. Because around here, you got to get up at 2.33 in the morning, get out there. You want to be in your spot no later than 4.30. Because if you're not there, by 5, somebody else is. Got you. It's just, it's it's super competitive. And this was during the era of the Duck Dynasty, ah, the you. start of that. Everybody wanted to get into duck hunting. Yeah. It was super competitive. You had people coming in, and they would race cane on you for taking their spot and all this right. crazy stuff. And it's like just another one of them things. You're but. right. I'm looking forward to going. I, it's like I said, it's something I haven't done yet. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. We're going to get into some duck hunting this fall, but maybe we can find some hookups down there in Texas while we're down there. Oh man, we need. I hope to... so. Anyway. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm hoping we'll run into some hardcore duck hunters down there. We've got some Hopefully hookups the duck down man. that way. So. I hope we are like not that they're going to give us anything. Just I hope we get to meet the duck guys. Absolutely, I want to like, get to 100%. meet the duck the the duck commander guys 100. percent And I guarantee they'll be down there. So I would assume so. All right, guys. So. I'm over here about to fall asleep. Yeah, we're babbling now. Yeah, we're 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 rambling. Yep, but anyway, it, it was a hard crash. Unfortunately, we didn't actually have any rowdy energy with us tonight. <laughs> we had our two on the table. I guess technically we could have used those. Just nope, those are props. Props. But anyway, as we always say, <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. If you don't mind, take a few minutes, get on wherever you're listening to your podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts or Spotify or YouTube. Leave us a rating. Write us a review. Five stars if you don't mind. Hopefully we can get as many people on here right. as possible. But write us a review. Help us reach. Tell your friends. Tell anybody that listens to podcasts. Right. Tell us what Help we can us do better. spread the word. Tell us what we can do better. Get on YouTube. Hit the notifications button. Like and subscribe. And If you haven't seen our videos but somehow have heard our podcast, go check out our videos. Go check out the videos. And like we say, the in-between season antics are over. Yep. It's time well, for season two. Yeah, it was kind of just a, a a lull to get get everything ready and well, and it's still stuff that close, but it's all good. Can't quite make a full episode, but right. it's definitely worth sharing. Right. But either way, thank you guys once again. Thank you to all our sponsors, all our supporters: Tacticam, Big and J, Onyx, NAP Archery, Bone Collector, Remington Garmin, Realtree, Carhartt, Mountaineer Outfitters. Yeah, and Those anybody guys. else that we may have missed. Thank you to everybody that helps us out with all this stuff. We couldn't do it without you. Could not. We really, really, really appreciate everything you do for us. But anyway, guys, that's going to do it for tonight. It's time to go home and go to bed. we got to be back first thing in the morning for work. Yay! But we will be back with you guys for coverage of the Texas trip. And once again, thank you for listening to the Back 40 Skull Session Thanks for licking us at the Back 40 Skull Session Licking. Thank you guys for listening. (laughs) We'll catch you next week. Y'all have a good day.